It's Sunshine's Becky Gazeal here. Yes, and don't worry. If you missed us, well, that's why you're here, to catch up on the good stuff. Sunshine here with Becky Gazeal. It is time for our favourite segment. It's Faithful Fridays. And joining us today, it is Lauren. She actually works with us. So it's a pleasure having you in the studio. Normally you work on the other end of the building. So it's uh, great to have you in here. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Now, where does your faithful story start? Uh, It starts uh, when I was 28. I received a cancer diagnosis. Um, Sorry. I'm just going to lose it for a second. It's okay. (laughs) Um, So at 28 years of age, I was diagnosed with bowel cancer, which is a very rare diagnosis. Um, Well, at that stage was a very rare diagnosis for someone of that age. Mm. the backstory to that was I'd been a little unwell for about six months with some pain and just really fatigued. And I knew something wasn't right, but I'd been back and forth to doctors and all my blood work was normal. There was no sort of indicators that anything major was going on. And we had no major family history as well. My dad had had cancer um, two years prior. He had the bowel cancer as well. It was picked up through typical screening at 55 that they usually do. So there was no real concerns. Um, but we sort of got to the end of all this testing. My um, doctor was pretty happy. There was nothing major. It was probably just some irritable bowel. Right. There was just something inside me going, this is just not right. Something's not right. So I said to him, why don't we just do a colonoscopy, which was not one of the tests that they generally do for that age. And he said, look, I don't think it's a bad idea. So I went off three weeks later and um, had the colonoscopy and they couldn't even do the full scope because I actually had a cancer that was blocking my entire bowel. Oh, wow. And so three weeks later, I went in for surgery and had that removed. I had some post-operative complications that saw me um, with a colostomy bag. I don't know how, like... um, like personal we get here but uh, yeah so it's I up had, to you <laughs> I, had, I had a colostomy bag for about six months so they do that to rest the bowel and then had that reversed and then over the years after that I've had a lot of issue from those surgeries with pain from adhesions from that um, surgery that I'd had and um, fast forward to this year I have been clear of everything for about 12 years and I'm very healthy and fit and run and do all these great things but um, just after New Year's, I started to get some pain again that was getting a bit more serious. And again, I just had this like, something's not right. Mm. And um, so again, I went back to my surgeon and I just said, you know, like, just don't feel like, you know, everything's right within my body. And he kept going, look, everything looks all right. We've done CTs. Everything's looking okay. He's like, look, why don't we just do a, a really minor exploratory surgery? And I was like... Um, yep, sweet. And he's like, we can get you in tomorrow. And I was like, yep, let's do it. Wow. No <laughs> it was just really around. impacting my life. It was mm. like when I got diagnosed with cancer, I just didn't want to keep living like that. Yeah. yeah. And so I pushed again. And so he got me in the next day, had this really minor procedure. They did happen to find a very minor hernia and they actually found five centimetres of suture that was still in there from 12 years before oh, when I had the surgery. No wonder you'd been getting Whoa. pain. Yeah. So he actually thought that this was causing it and that, you know, we've fixed the problem. Great. So I went home, that was the Saturday morning, woke up the Wednesday morning screaming in pain, didn't know what was going on, knew something serious was was happening. So we called an ambulance, went off to the hospital, Um, they did another CT and they found um, the old adhesions from the surgery had actually compressed my small bowel from the swelling of the procedure I'd had on the Friday 
and it constricted the bowel enough that it was blocking it. And so I had a bowel obstruction, which is quite life-threatening for most people. Right. Um, for me, obviously, it still was. But they didn't want to just rush in for surgery because when you've had lots of surgery, more surgery is bad. And so I sat in hospital for the next 16 days, uh, not eating, not drinking, on IVs. Wow. Um, had got diagnosed with COVID two days into being in hospital oh, there. No. So then I was sent to an isolated ward as well. So one of the things you need to be doing is walking a lot to try and get the bowels moving and clear this out, and I wasn't able to do that. The entire time I'm in there, I'm just I'm just crying out to God. Mm. I'm going, where are you in all of this? Like, you know, I've been through so much already, and you've been so faithful, and even with the cancer diagnosis, that, you know, gnawing in my spirit, I know that was you, and if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't be here today. Like, God really has worked through my health, and I was coming to this place where things were going so well. It's like, oh, this major setback again. Mm. And um, I even managed to get home at one point for... 24 hours and ended up straight back in again and it was at that point that was actually the long weekend in March it was at that point that the doctor said you're going to need surgery and so this flood just comes back of everything I've already been through Mm. and I'm thinking am I going to come out with a colostomy bag again you know am I going to have that for life you know am I going to come out yeah you know there's all these thoughts that you go through and I was just so fearful of what was ahead the pain of the surgery the recovery process and I'm like Lord why can't you just take this from me And it was the Sunday about midday that I had this um, anathesist, lovely word to try and say, anathesist (laughs) come in. And he started going through some paperwork. And being a long weekend, they were like, we're not quite sure when you're going to go for surgery because, you know, we don't even know if we'll have a team. Mm. So I had this anathesist come in and he's like going through the paperwork. And I'm like, oh, have we got a day and a time? And he's like, yeah, like at one o'clock. And I was like... You know, it's Sunday. Okay. My husband's at church with my mum who'd flown over from Melbourne because she was so concerned about my health with the kids. And so I'm like, I'll just call, I'll just call them and let them know. And he goes, oh, what church do you go to? And I said, oh, I'll go to Centre Point Church. And he's like, oh, I go to Nations. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And we, so we start talking about church. And all of a sudden it just goes, I just have this quick moment of, oh, there you are. There you are in all of this. Mm. So this person who's going to control my breathing is a Christian. Mm. Great. So this wave of peace just starts to come over me, knowing that God is actually showing up in this moment. That I may not get that miracle that we kind of all hope for, Mm. but this is the miracle in it. So I get wheeled off for surgery and we get down there. And I hadn't had surgery with this particular surgeon before. And all my surgery in Melbourne was done by this incredible surgeon. And so I was really nervous about this new person operating on me. And so I get into the operating room and this um, registrar comes over and she says, oh, I'm Lauren too. She's like, I saw you had all your surgery in Melbourne. Where'd you have that? I said, oh, Dandenong. She said, oh, who was your surgeon? I used to work at Dandenong. I said, oh, Dr. Brian Hodgkins. And she went, I worked with him for three years. Wow. And I was just like, there you are again. Yeah. Because we had such a great trust in him. Yeah. Knowing that part of his team is now in this operating room on this day. Right? On a long weekend because they're all on call. And then the nurse comes over and she's like, oh, we've got the same birth date. And I was just like, God, you are so good. Mm. And there was just this peace completely came over me. And it just, in that moment, I was like, this is what I needed because I knew going under the knife, going in with a really calm mindset really impacts your recovery. Mm. 
Mm. And so I was able to go off to sleep, just going, yep, I'm good, God. Just yeah, do you what you me. need to do. Yep. And the words from one of the chaplains who had visited came to me. It was the Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. She really emphasized that make, makes me lie down in green pastures. She said, he's making you lie down. He's wanting you to rest which is not something I'm very good at. No, you're a busybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good at the sitting still. And this was like, you know, in amongst all this, God's going, hey, I'm just wanting your attention. You just need to slow down a bit. And I'm going to show up where I need to. You just need to show up where you need to. Mm. And so I went through the the surgery and it has been a bit of a recovery but I've actually been really good about not getting back to the normal activities until my body's been ready. And, um, you know, God's just good. He's mm. there, that gnawing in the spirit that you get. It just, it's always there. We just have to quiet ourselves to get to the point where we can hear from him. Mm. Because when we're tr- too busy crying out to him going, where are you? We miss him yeah. Yeah. because we're, we're too busy in the crying out. And so this has been a real great lesson for me. And I hope that inspires others as well, I'm just sure to know that he doesn't always show up in the way that we expect him to. Yeah. He shows up in the way that he knows he needs to. Mm. And that's that's the key thing that I've learned from this. And how are you doing now? I'm doing well. I'm back at netball and touch football. Oh. At netball tonight. <laughs> Started running. I've got a Kelpie puppy. So oh, you I'm, have to Yeah, you've got to be running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really, really busy. Not fully 100% yet, but... Very close, very close now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing that uh, part of your life. I mean, it's been a big part, at least the last 12 years. So thank you so much for for sharing that with us. Thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed that chat. It has been Sunshine's Beck and Gazeel. I think I enjoyed it more the second time. It was good. Left a nice taste in my mouth. We'll see you from three.